Jason Nelson. Forever is a long time, but that's how long God loves us. Such an amazing blessing and lyrics to these songs. Forever is a long time, but that's how long he loves us. Forever. Just let that get in your spirit. Again, we don't own the rights to the song. This is by Jason Nelson. Forever. pray that your day is going well so far and that this broadcast finds you well, whether you are watching this on the live stream on Facebook or you're catching this on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please share this message. I was actually woken up early this morning and I didn't know why I was awake. And as I began to pray, um, things just, I felt like the Lord was sharing some things with me. Uh, I, I always believe that the Holy Spirit desires us to stay ahead of the curve and not just going with what's coming at us that we're reactionary, but so that we're proactive. And so today's broadcast on We Get to Love, WG2 Love is the same. And you're saying, what the same? What does that mean? And what it means is, is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that no matter what is going on, he's going to be the same. And I wanted to share some different passages or stories briefly to simply encourage you in the process. And the first is in 2 Kings chapter 4. You know, there's so many different things that are going on in our world right now. Of course, scripture tells us that there will be wars and there will be rumors of wars, that there will be famine and pestilence. And in these things, these are just signs, not the fear, yet even still the end is not yet come. But these are things to tell us to be aware, to look up, to know that it is coming close. But in the midst of all of that, that God is still in control on the throne. And you know what? He's already told us beforehand that these things would happen. And so in the process of this, here in the past couple of weeks, last 10 days, we have seen things such as war that with Ukraine and Russia, we have also seen all of the sudden and the things with the economy and how that has changed uh, prices at the store, prices at the pump. And a lot of people were talking about prices and minimum wage went up, the things are going up, but our salaries and this isn't going up. And, you know, one of the things that quickly came to my mind is to look back at decades and patterns is what what came to my uh, heart and to my spirit is, you know, not just looking at the past two years, but looking even at the past decade before this one and how we had different situations that one tried uh, the economy that tried us uh, through riotous situations or racial dissension and realizing that these things are always going to be going on in this world and not only going on, but there are things that will always try to to impose fear upon us. And so, you know, we are just now getting through the process of what we are dealing with, with COVID. And, you know, things are starting to calm down. Actually, this week, this week will be the week where COVID was starting to creep into the U.S. Uh, indefinitely 
And on the major scale, two years ago, this actual week, and this actual week or last week, we're now beginning to see two years later as COVID is declining and it's kind of kind of dying down and people being, I want to say with the angst and the anxiety or the fear of it and the things that came along with the unknown, that now what is coming that people were seeing is not only with the, your, the war that's in Ukraine, but the ripple effects that are happening because of it that are due to gas prices that are happening with food prices and people are looking at the economy. And I want to tell you, ma'am, sir, do not fear. Why? Because we serve the same God. Again, scripture tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we'll get into that a little bit here at the end, but I wanted to share with you some passages to remind you of God's great supernatural provision. And in the midst of that, I wanted to mention a couple passages. Second Kings chapter four, this actually wasn't during the time of famine, but God supernaturally provided for a widow woman and had two sons. And in the midst of this, her being a widow and having buried her husband, you know, funeral costs and everything is one of the thing, but then having debt to fall in and her sons perhaps having to be sold for to uh, pay for the debt. And so in the midst of that, God gives her intel from a man of God that tells her to do something particular. And the first question that he essentially says to her is what is in your house? And so that's the thing that I would actually say to you now, what is in your house? Not necessarily just in your physical house, but what has God placed on the inside of you gifts that you may not be using skill sets that you may not be using that God wants to use in this season to produce supernaturally provision for you. And so in the midst of this story, this woman is told it in the midst of her financial or provision issues, what's in your house? And in the midst of it, he gives her instructions and details to go and collect all the pots that she can. And in the midst of that, from doing this, and then he tells her to pour oil. And she, they poured so much oil with her son, her, her two sons with the oil and had gathered all of these containers from their neighbors that, you know, they had their own assembly line going on. There was no FDA regulations or anything going on in that time. And in the midst of that, all that they had at the end of all, not only did they have enough to pay for their debt, but the story in the scripture tells us that then they were able to live off the rest. And what I find interesting is it says they were able to live off the rest. I don't know if that was the rest of our days, we, their days. We can't really say that for sure because it doesn't say that in detail, but it says they were able to live off of what was left over. And so that what's interesting about that story is that if there still had been more vessels for them to pour into, it, it would have been an endless miracle. And I want to tell you that God is desiring to provide for you in supernatural ways in this season to not look at what's going on in the, in the economy, because, you know, one of the things I'm hearing people say gas is going up, food is going up. This is going up, but I want to tell you one thing that never changes is the tithe never goes up. It always stays at 10%. And why is that? Because God is the same God. And no matter what is going on around God's heaven economy, his provision, his protection is the same. 
It's always in abundance. It doesn't matter what we see here. And when we begin to realize that and flip the script around and realize that God has more than what you're looking at now, and perhaps, just perhaps, ma'am, sir, and even to myself, God is trying to get to us more than what's in our possession now that we've been relying on streams that are way below the scale, the pay scale, the premium that heaven has for us. And he's trying to get us to change our pipelines to heaven instead of the pipeline that we have where we've been relying on our government or relying on our job. And one of the reasons I'm saying about cycles is because what's really interesting is in the 2012, one of the things that when we had a change of presidents after a certain amount of time, what happened in the economy is that we've seen from a Republican to a Democratic president that one of the things that we have not seen here in the past two years is a stimulus check release. And every time that happens, because the stimulus check, people don't realize, was in a sense propping up the economy because when people get free money, they spend money. But then when another candidate comes in and they don't recognize the pattern or have that understanding and that doesn't happen, then all of a sudden what was actually using to help or to give relief is now causing restrictions and causes things to begin to collapse, not only inflate, but to deflate, so to speak. But in the midst of that, one of the things that is amazing about God is that when we don't look to governments, when we don't look to man's systems, but when we look to heaven's systems, just like not only this woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, but Jesus over and over and over again, and I'm just going to use the story in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, is that when Jesus needed to feed the 5,000 and the 7,000 that he also fed, is that he didn't go to the grocery store to get these things. Just like the woman didn't go and buy more oil, she only got containers to fill. And so we see here again in this story in Matthew chapter 14, that Jesus didn't take money and go to the grocery store to get the fish and the loaves that the people needed. He supernaturally provided for them what they needed. And how did he do that? Instead of complaining, it says that once he found what was available, there, there, there we hear that again, what is available, little or much, whether it was the little oil in the widow's house in 2 Kings chapter 4, or it was just simply the loaves and the fish from the lunch that the young boy had brought at this meeting, is that that very little, all God did was supernaturally multiply. And what did both of these people do in these stories? One of the things was, is that they went to God with what they had. And secondly, Jesus in this story, he took the bread, he broke it, and he blessed it. He did not complain about what little he had. He blessed it and allowed God to multiply it. And I want to tell you, no matter if you feel like you have little or much, much right now, God supernaturally wants to move in your situation, not when it's coming down where it's going to be possibly an emergency state, but he wants the people of God to be like 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. You know, a lot of people quote, uh, verse nine, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has in store. And it makes God sound mysterious. But when you go down to verse 10, it says, but God reveals these things by his spirit. 
God doesn't want to be mysterious to us. He wants us to know, and he wants us to know ahead of time to be ahead of the curve so that the people of God can actually lead the world and not rely on the world system, but rely on the word system. And when we rely upon the word, we realize that our faith comes by hearing. And that means that in some of these situations, we need to check what we're listening to. We need to make sure that we're not checking out too much of CNN or Fox News that's going to be putting things that are going to eat at our faith or watching things that are listed on Facebook or things that are on the television or social media that are going to take away from our faith and they're going to talk about the dough and all these things. Not that we want to be oblivious to it, but more importantly, you want to be feeding yourself with faith by reading things like in the scripture in 2 Kings chapter 4 or Matthew chapter 14 or reading the book of James that's going to build up your faith and allow you to know that God is the same God. He's the same God that causes time to stand still, even for Joshua, and even cause things to accelerate time. In John chapter two, with the miracle with the wine, where he accelerated over time, the process of water turning into wine, that God is the same God, that you may be needing something supernaturally for time for God to speed some things up. God is not only the same God in regards to gas or to food, but God is the same God, even in the midst of it, to be the same God over our emotions and over our mental capacity, over our relationships, for promotion that may be needed, that in the midst of whatever may be going around in this world, his word still remains the same because his word is not contingent upon the world system. For we are in this world, but we are not of it. But we are to take the word and bring it into the world and cause his kingdom to be reality and allow the supernatural to become the normal within our lives, whether we need it for provision ma'am or sir, whether you may not even be resting, the Lord says that he gives his beloved sleep in the Psalms. He also tells us to be still and recognize that he's God. He's the same God. He's not changing. So whether gas prices are 430 or whether they are $5 and something, you may say, well, ma'am, you're just saying that because you don't know. Well, I want to tell you that I drive 35 miles in one direction to work every day. So obviously, I am certain that my gas prices will be affected in some capacity, but I also know that my God is also the one that created the components and the elements that create the gas in my vehicle, and he can tell them how fast or how slow to burn out of my gas tank if necessary, but the whole thing, again, is just as the widow woman did in 2 Kings chapter 4. And as Jesus did in Matthew chapter 14, and as Jesus did in John chapter two at the marriage of Canaan, Cana, excuse me, that what they did was they took what they had to God, little or much, they blessed it and God supernaturally did what he does. And he became God because he's the same God. God doesn't care how high prices get, how low they get. He doesn't care what they're saying as far as war and peace, that he's still on the throne. He's the same God. None of these things are taking God by surprise. He already wrote them to us in his word. And so when we realize that God has already told us these things, our thing is to not 
not to become filled with fear because God has taken care of you, ma'am, sir, and me through COVID. I had COVID last April 1st on April Fool's Day, I realized and tested positive for it. And God's kept me through that. He's kept you through that if you're watching this. And not only has he kept us through that the last two years, financially healthy and even relationally, that as these things are trying to come into the world now in a different form, in a different form, he's still the same God. And I want to challenge you and remind you if God has been the same God that has provided for you in 2020 to right now, we're on March 8th. We may, you'll be catching this on March 10th. But God has kept us financially, He has kept us physically. He has kept you emotionally and mentally. And if you can take that faith and allow that faith to grow, because faith not only comes from, from what we hear, but it also comes from the past victories that we have already seen from the same God. And when you trust in the same God, I trust you, ma'am, sir, friend, you will also stay sane in your mind and in your heart. Because just as God said in Matthew chapter six, he has much more for us. He cares much more about us than he cares for the birds, the squirrels, the grass that he clothes, but he cares much more for us. And I want to share this actual reality blessing that I have. And it's actually sitting right over my shoulder right there. My hand is, my finger is pointing on it and it's a neutral bullet. And I was sitting down with some dietitians over the weekend and going over some things and stating what I wanted to do moving forward as far as making sure that I'm taking care of myself the best that I can health-wise and also praying. We can always do that, but we also need to do our part and trust God to do his. And one of the things that one of the dietitians and RNs, nurses was telling me and explained so well and effectively was some of the juicers that I could possibly do that would enhance and help me health-wise to give me a boost and also to cleanse. And so Without any expectings, without, without even praying for it, without even thinking about it, but knowing that it was something that I wanted to eventually do, I went to the office the next day and I was sharing with a colleague and I said, you know, so I think that I want to get into the, the juicing thing and, and mixing spinach and different things that are pertinent specifically for things that are uh, deficient more so for my health so that I could be in better health. And in the process of mentioning that, my colleague says to me, you know, I actually have an extra juicer that I don't use. And it ends up coming out that sitting behind me without paying a dollar, without having to go search and use time to even do so, but through mere conversation, God bless me with not the one that she was going to give me, but the one that her mother had never used, didn't want it, was sitting on a shelf just waiting for me. And I want to tell you, ma'am, sir, that when we stop looking at what is going on around us and just begin to pray and talk to God. See, I always say the how is up to God, but the praying is up to us. 
conversing with him, not complaining, but praying and giving him thanks for what he's already provided, just as Jesus did in Matthew chapter four. Jesus, above all, not just the widow woman, but Jesus himself took the bread and blessed it and lifted it up to God, broke it, and God supernaturally multiplied it and increased and felt that and fed thousands in the process. What will God do for us when we stop looking at the things of the world that are happening around? Not because we're oblivious, but what I'm saying is being shaken because it tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, and I believe it's verse 27, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And I don't believe that God is talking about the mountains. I believe that he's talking about the things that we rely upon in our life that are not built upon him because he's the only firm foundation. And whether that is something that we're relying upon is our job or if it's a specific relationship or if it's even our health that we have taken so much time and discipline and, and conditioned ourselves that we rely upon it, not realizing that he truly is over our health, even though we can do our part in it. That when we realize that it is he that has made us and not we ourselves, and also realize that lastly, that the Lord is our shepherd. And when we realize that in the midst of this, that the president is not our shepherd, that our pastor, he is a type of shepherd, but that scripture is really talking about the Holy Spirit or God being our shepherd. And the God will use our pastors and, and other people to lead us in certain ways. But this scripture is really talking about the Holy Spirit and God. Uh, when you look at the oil and looking at the rod and all that, not getting too far into that, but he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And when we understand that when that scripture tells us that the Lord is our shepherd, that we shall not lack. My question is to you, if you are beginning to feel like you, ma'am, sir, my friend, are lacking in any capacity or feeling stretched in any capacity, you need to, first of all, look and say, Lord, please be my shepherd. And secondly, are you actually following the shepherd? Because then the verse tells us after that, that he leads us to green pastures, that he leads us by still peaceful waters. And I can guarantee you that looking at gas prices going up, looking at food prices going up and thinking of all these other things that if you're not focused on God, that you'll become concerned, worried, fearful, fretful, just like people originally were two years ago when COVID. And I wanna remind you again, if God kept you through COVID, if he kept you through the last economy issues, if he kept you, to up till now every day and he's painted the skies every day and he's kept the sun standing where it is in the stars that ma'am sir he will continue to keep you and i want to tell you to get ahead of the curve like it says in first corinthians chapter 2 verses 10 it's not about verse 9 about no eye has seen or ear has heard naturally no but by the spirit in verse 10, God wants to reveal to you and me personally what it is that he will do to lead us as our shepherd so that we lack nothing, regardless of what is going on in the economy, what is not going on, what is going on, but that he will supernaturally provide favor for us and protection and all that we need because he has created paths and streams for us that we have yet tapped into and locked into, and he's ready to release it to us when we begin to look to him 
and not look to other resources, but look to him continuously in every season and every moment as our source and not our resources. And so I want to encourage you that forever is a long time, but that's how much God loves us. And because he loves us that much, he's provided for us already in 2022, no matter what is going on, whether it's gas prices, whether it's food that you need to put in your pantry, whether it's time that you're lacking, whether it's strength, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, when you follow the shepherd, when you are led and follow him by the green pastures, you will find yourself with peace by the still waters. Because yes, absolutely, there will be shadows of darkness or death, as the scripture says, but it's only a shadow. It's not actuality. It's not reality. It is a, a illusion and delusion that the enemy continues to try to send out in this world. But we must not be world bound, but word bound by heaven. God bless you. Know that again, that forever is a long time. But that's how much God loves you and knowing that his love is to always, always be God, the same God, and to provide and protect all that you and your family need. And may the blessings of the Lord be with you as you go today. God bless you. He's always by our side. You won't be lonely because God is there with you. Again, this is Jason Nelson. Forever is a long time. May the blessings of the Lord overtake you as you go. Thank you for joining us again. Share, comment, and like. And most importantly, continue to look to God because he's the same. Today, yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for tuning in to We Get to Love. God bless you.